Bhagavad-gītā, chapter 6, texts 20 through 23. Yatro paramate chittam niruddham yoga sevaya yatra chayvatmanatmanam Pashyan Atmani Tushyati Sukham Atyantikam Yattad Buddhigrahyam Matindriyam Vetti Yatrana Chayvayam Sthitas Chalati Tattvataha Yam Labdhvachaparam Labham Manyatenadhikam tataha Yasmin sthitona dukhena Guruna pivichalyate Tam vidyadukhasam yoga Vyogam yoga samgitam Yatra in that state of affairs where Uparamate sees because one feels transcendental happiness, chittam, mental activities, niruddham, being restrained from matter, yoga sevaya, by performance of yoga, yatra, in which cha, also, eva, certainly, atmana, by the pure mind, atmanam, the self, pasyan, realizing the position of, atmani, in the self, tushyati, one becomes satisfied, sukham, happiness, atyantikam, supreme, yat, which, tat, that, buddhi, by intelligence, grahyam, accessible, atindriyam, transcendental, vetti, one knows, yatra, wherein, na, never, cha, also, eva, certainly, ayam, he, sthita, Situated, chalati, moves, tattvatah, from the truth, yam, that which, labdhva, by attainment, cha, also, aparam, any other, labham, gain, manyate, considers, na, never, adhikam, more, tatah, than that, yasmin, in which, sthitah, being situated, na, never, dukhena, by miseries, guruna, api, even though very difficult, vichalyate, becomes shaken, tam, that, vidyat, you must know, dukkha samyoga, of the miseries of material contact, viyogam, extermination, 
யோகசம்ஜிதம் ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்ஜிதம்
doesn't make sense. The thing is, if the person is there, then the heart will continue to beat. It's like if the driver is there in the car, then the engine is running. When he turns off the engine, then it will not. And if he parks the car and goes away, it will not move. So this is the first thing, that I am not the car. If the driver thinks that he is the car, and if he is driving a Japanese car, Toyota, if he thinks he is a Japanese because of that, then he has to be admitted into the mental asylum. So he does not belong in the normal society. So, and if I wear, say, a Chinese dress, I don't become a Chinese. So, similarly, our body may be Indian, our body may be human, our body may be male or female, or an ant, or a snake, or a tree, but we are not the body. So we are not human, we are not Indian, we are not male or female, none of these things. This is the first um, preliminary understanding of spiritual life. Now the big, big scientific advancement, we think that man has advanced so much, especially in this 21st century, with so much technology, but they have not even reached the beginning of knowledge. This is the beginning of knowledge, that we are not the body. They don't even know this. And this is our education system. That's not education. So, these material concepts means this, to have a material conception of life. Now, to think I am the body is just the beginning of our misconception. With that misconception, there will be so many extensions of such misconception. So, in this verse, there is a description of such extensions. In the Bhagavatam 558, 5th Kanto, 5th Chapter, 8th verse. The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. So now, I think I am the body and I have to have a relationship with another body. So this is the beginning of all misconception is a basic principle of material existence. On the basis of this misconception, which ties together the hearts of the male and female, one becomes attracted to his body, home, property, children, relatives and wealth. In this way, one increases life's illusions and thinks in terms of I and mine. And in Srimad Bhagavatam, the verdict is that anybody who thinks this, this is I, this body is I and everything that belongs or related to the body is mine. He is speaking nonsense and he is as good as an animal. And if we observe the entire human population is thinking like this. So actually it is animal civilization. Animals cannot be civilized. <laughs> it's, a, it's an oxymoron. <coughs> Incompatible oxymoron. So, oxymoron means when you have two words beside each other, 
that see, uh, that are seemingly opposite, like happily married. It's one of deafening silence. Deafening means usually it's very loud sound when you then you say it's deafening, but deafening silence is opposite. But it makes sense. Happily married does not make sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, people like to think that, ha- you know, marriage, you know, it's a source of happiness. That's how materially we are uh, brainwashed to think. You know? <clears throat> but Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, they don't support this viewpoint. In fact, it is the source of all troubles. So, of course, when there is regulation, then when there is Krishna consciousness, then yes, that is much better. Still there is trouble, but it is much better than not at all being Krishna conscious. Then there is animal life only. Because animals also have families. They also have mother, father and wife or girlfriends. Many children, many, many more children than us. Humans have one or two. Previous generations we used to have more dozen or even more. Kauravas, there were hundred. Nowadays, no possible. One, two, three. <coughs> Animals are having so many. Pig is expert at producing. Every six months, is producing half a dozen children. So, is animal life. If we just do this and there is no Krishna consciousness. There is no inquiry into who I am. Human life begins with Brahma Jignasa. The questioning, the inquiry of who am I? Why am I here? Where do I go after death? Is everything finished? Where did I come from? Why is so everybody so different? What makes the difference? Why are there so many species? So all these things are subject matters for human inquiry. But humans today don't inquire about these things. And even if they inquire, they get cheated by wrong people. So, the material concepts means this thing. And it also not only about family, but also extends even more. Country, race, species, planet. So, in this way, we are are thinking this is ours. Or this is our planet. This is not our planet, this is Krishna's planet. We are put here for some time, after that we will be kicked out. What hours? It was there before we came and it will be there after we are gone. Gandhi thought that India was his country and he was the father of the nation and he has to... He fought for so-called independence. What kind of independence? After independence, he was shot by his own man. He did not... He, he still thought without him the country cannot run. He is gone and the country is still running. We think we are very important in this world. Without us, the family cannot run. I am the sole breadwinner of the family. How many times it has happened that the sole breadwinner dies and the family still continues? So, these are all material concepts. Yoga means to come out of this. Yoga does not mean to go to some yoga studio, buy some yoga mat and stretch and breathe and become fit, slim. And they say sexy to attract the opposite sex. That's not yoga. That is increasing material concept. 
here it is said by practice of yoga one becomes gradually detached from material concepts this is the primary characteristic of the yoga principle and after this one becomes situated in trance or samadhi which means that the yogi realizes the super soul through transcendental mind and intelligence without any of the misgivings of identifying the self with the super self so self and super self there are two living entities in this body there are many many microbes are there we're not talking about that they are like parasites but we are talking about we are also kind of parasites only parasite what is a parasite they live at our expense right that is a parasite we are also parasite because we are living at the expense of other living entities so in that way if we see so anyway this body is run by one soul but he is not the complete controller in biology lessons we have learned in school that the heart is an involuntary muscle the digestive system is involuntary what is this involuntary system how can something work without being voluntarily pushed that means somebody else is pushing it like for example if i am driving the car i am voluntarily pressing on the accelerator or the brake or the clutch i am voluntarily turning the steering wheel voluntarily doing some things which are at the driver seat but i am not voluntarily moving the pistons in the engine or i am not charging the battery huh? i am not burning the fuel voluntarily those are involuntarily happening that means what what is what does that mean somebody else is doing it who is that the engineer who set up the system if the engineer did not assemble the system we can press how much ever we want nothing will happen so we think we are very powerful we, i can do this i can do that no nowadays uh, you can do it what do you can do nothing you can do if the lord does not give any facility you cannot do anything hmm. so so we can only press the accelerator or brake or clutch but if the system is not connected <laughs> like toy cars you know some children sometimes are given something press nothing happens so <laughs> like that <laughs> our body will be useless so our heart will not beat if the lord did not arrange for it and the digestive system krishna says i am the fire of digestion and because of that it is working and when something we don't even know how our digestive system looks like <laughs> we don't even know how our heart looks like you know nowadays heart symbol everybody is doing this you know doing this and like this actually heart doesn't look like that you see the picture of the heart doesn't look anything like this you know it doesn't look <laughs> we think heart means like this it's not a heart that's not how a heart looks like <laughs> so we don't even know how things looks like look like in our body so who has constructed some people say oh mother my mother constructed she did not even know anything she was just bearing the pain only the weight that's all she does not know what is happening uh, so the real thing is the lord so there are two souls in our heart 
one is ourself atma and then the other is paramatma and the paramatma is waiting and seeing and giving us the sanction of whatever we want to do whatever we want to do he gives a sanction if he does not give a sanction it will not happen now yoga samadhi means that which means that the yogi realizes the super soul through transcendental mind and intelligence without any of the misgivings means he does not make any mistake of identifying the self with the super self there are a class of philosophers called mayavadis shankaracharya's descendants followers of shankaracharya they follow a very defective process or philosophy they say that the atma and paramatma are the same advaitam when we are liberated we are one with paramatma we are paramatma as good as paramatma if we are as good as paramatma why did we get uh, bewildered that means is there a power better than paramatma that has bewildered the paramatma and now we are ordinary atma what is this nonsense philosophy the god means there is supreme and there is nobody equal to or above him so how can maya be above him and krishna says mama maya mama maya duratya maya is mine maya dhakshana prakriti suyate sacharacharam maya is my energy so he is the controller of maya we are controlled by maya now so to identify ourselves as a super self there is a, the worst uh, misconception one can have so samadhi means not that samadhi means i am an eternal servitor of the supreme self now yoga practice is more or less based on the principles of the Pachan, patanjali system patanjali is the you know yogi who set up the patanjali sutra yoga sutras some unauthorized commentators try to identify the individual soul with the super soul and the monists these are the advaitavadis advaiti advaita philosophers the monists think this to be liberation but they do not understand the real purpose of the patanjali yoga system of yoga there is an acceptance of transcendental pleasure in the patanjali system but the monists do not accept this transcendental pleasure out of fear of jeopardizing the theory of oneness the duality of knowledge and knower is not accepted by the non dualists but in this verse transcendental pleasure realized through transcendental senses is accepted now what is he talking about <clears throat> there is duality of knowledge and the knower knower and knowledge are two different things the knower will acquire knowledge and he will know about something so there is duality so the non dualist the advaitavadis those who think everything becomes merged we become one with the parmatma everything becomes one they think the knower and knowledge everything and uh, the everything becomes one now we are trying to know the brahman when we liberated we become brahman we become the known the or the the knowledge the knower and knowledge become one no after liberation still we maintain separation but eternally engaged in servitude so here it is said atindriyam ati indriya means senses atindriyam means transcendental senses sukham atyantikam yadad buddhigrahyam atindriyam the duality of knowledge and knower is not accepted by the non dualists but in this verse transcendental pleasure realized through transcendental senses is accepted that means there are senses for the soul we think the senses are only of the body right there is eyes his eyes belong to the body these are our senses nose ear tongue skin 
but the soul also has senses. It is like this. Uh, if a man has hands, then the shirt also has, has hands. It's not that um, the shirt has hands, the man has no The tailor, he will, you know, tailor the suit according to the person. Right? But, uh, the, so the, by the dress you can see what uh, body or whether the person is fat or thin or tall or whatever, we can understand by looking at the dress. Because it is tailored according to the body. So similarly, if our body is a dress, so it is tailored according to the soul. So if this body has eyes, the soul also has eyes. Actually, these eyes cannot see. These ears cannot hear. I say, well, what are you talking about? Yeah, because the dead body has eyes and ears. What can it see? So the body does not see. The eyes do not see. The soul sees through the eyes. It's like if, if there is a window, the window does not see. You see through the window. Correct. So these eyes are just like the windows. And the soul is seeing. We are seeing. If there is no occupant in the, occupant in the house, the windows will still be there. But there is nobody seeing through the window. Like that. So the senses are actually of the soul. Atindriyam. So this is real philosophy. So Mayavadis, they don't accept this. And this is corroborated by Patanjali Muni, the famous exponent of the yoga system. The great sage declares in, the, in his yoga sutras, actually the Patanjali also accepts um, transcendental body and transcendental senses. Purushartha shunyanam gunanam pratiprasavaha kaivalyam swarupa pratishtha va chiti shaktiriti chiti shakti. This chiti shakti or internal potency is transcendental. Purushartha means material religiosity, economic development, sense gratification and at the end, the attempt to become one with the Supreme. This is Purushartha. Chaturvidha Purushartha. What is that? Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Dharma means religiosity, religious principles. Economic development, Artha. Sense gratification, Kama. And Moksha, liberation. So these are the Purusharthas. Purusharthas means the... Um, the goals that are to be that that we should work towards as human beings. First, religious principles. Then there has to be some endeavor for economic development. Not like now. Economic development, Vedic economics means not like now. Now there is extravagance, unnecessary economics. But Vedic economics means as long as we can sustain our body and soul together, minimum. So that the maximum amount of time can be utilized for inquiry into the Absolute Truth and engaging in the service of the Absolute Truth. Because that is the real goal of human life. This is more or less a distraction, the body. But because the body has to be maintained, there has to be some time allocated for it, there has to be some resources allocated to it. But otherwise, it's actually an unnecessary thing. It's a waste, it's a distraction. Like sleeping is necessary for the body, but it's a waste of time. We're just sleeping. What we what are we doing? Of course, the body is recharging. The soul does not need sleep. And those who are so spiritually advanced, they can conquer sleep. Like Arjuna is called Gudakesha. Even the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, disciples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
they were also nidra hara vihara kaadi vijita not only nidra ahara also nidra hara vihara also vihara means uh, recreation all material activities you know bring it to almost to the point of nil so economics there has to be just enough for our maintenance what should we maintain it for that is the thing just like a car again the example if i purchase a car and i keep on modifying the car and maintaining and then every time going to the you know that um, what is that car shop always modifying putting this sticker putting that paint you know putting this uh, rims on the wheel and putting a different color on here and different color there what am i doing why did i buy the car for to go somewhere and get something done so if i don't do that if i just go to the you know this uh, mechanic ha uh, mechanic shop and this uh, so and then only maintenance and then make it make it very colorful very glittery very uh, sound whatever so this is waste of time it should be used as much as what is it used for uh, get something done so get something done with it so our body is a vehicle human body is a very suitable vehicle animal body also is body but it's not a suitable vehicle to inquire into the absolute truth who am i who is god where am i coming from all these questions cannot be question put forth by a dog so if a human being does not put forth these questions he is a dog and our modern civilization is civilization of dogs and cats no inquiry what is the use of this so this is purushartha religiosity economic development and this kama means regulated sense gratification this is um, animals also have kama lust they fulfill in their own way but humans are not supposed to fulfill like the animals the animal can have sex with mother sister daughter doesn't matter but the human beings cannot do like this it is considered irreligious it is considered sinful but when the dog does it it is not sinful because he has no brain to understand what is sinful what is pious what is right what is wrong humans have the brain but if they choose not to use it then they will give they will get sufficient facility to behave uh, without any brains next life become dog and then finally moksha regulated sense gratification like kama for example there is vivaha yagna marriage marriage what is marriage marriage is a regulation otherwise unrestricted sex is very detrimental to our um, not only health but our spiritual life our real aim of life so therefore there is regulation okay only one woman of course previously in vedic age the the main <coughs> rule is that the woman must be married but the man need not get married <laughs> dilemma so some men they used to be remaining as brahmacharis some you know and also it is a is a it is a fact that there will be more women than men and all women must get married and all men need not get married so the only way that this is possible is one man accept more than one wife sometimes 
So therefore we have in our Vedic history many times. Even great sages, great kings, they had more than one wife. But in Kali Yuga, forget about it. <laughs> one wife itself is a <laughs> one wife itself is a problem. <clears throat> I mean there is no means, I mean both husband and wife are working. Just maintain this what if so many women? Right? So it's a very um, unstable situation. But previously, even though they had many wives and many, many children, they used to be able to maintain. Uncomfortably, not like really struggling. No. They used to be able to maintain. Like I said, Kauravas, they had hundred sons they were. No problem. Krishna had how many? He had 16,108 wives. With each wife, he had 10 sons and one daughter. 161,800 children. And his grandchildren, each of them had 10. So, at the time of Kurukshetra war, his family was into millions. That is Krishna. No problem. I mean, for Krishna, everybody is his. One should not think, oh, he's so lusty, he has so many wives. No, Krishna says, Sarvayoni Shukaunteya Murtaya Sambhavantiyaha Tasam Brahma Mahadyonir Ahambija Pradapita. Not only this 1 million to what is this? 1.6 million or 16. No, no, no. Every living entity that exists in every species of life is my child. I am the father of all of them. So, what is the big deal that he has only 1 million grandchildren? Nothing. There's nothing for him. 1 million is what? <laughs> it's like. Zero point, I don't know, zero something percent of our current world population. That world population means we are talking about human beings only. Ants, trees, we are not counting anything. All the other species we are not counting. Human beings. So, one million is nothing. So, Purushartha. Human being, human life is having these four Purusharthas. Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. But then there is Panchama Purushartha, which is even higher than liberation. That is love of Godhead. Prema Pumartho Mahan. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught us this. Love of Godhead is even higher than Moksha. Way higher. So, Purushartha means material religiosity, economic development, sense gratification and, the, and at the end, the attempt to become one with the Supreme. This oneness with the Supreme is called Kaivalyam by the monist. But according to Patanjali, this Kaivalyam is an internal or transcendental potency by which the living entity becomes aware of his constitutional position. In the words of Lord Chaitanya, this state of affairs is called Cheto Darpanam Marjanam. The mirror of the heart is cleansed. When Samadhi means the mirror has been completely cleansed. Our mind is like a mirror. Our heart or mind is like a mirror. Whatever you put before it, it will reflect. So, if I associate uh, with uh, drunkards, I may also become a drunkard. If I associate with gangsters, I also may become a gangster. If I associate with um, soccer players, I may become a soccer player. That's why there are clubs, different associations. So we also have association of devotees, so that we can become devotee. We reflect the qualities of whom we associate with. I think there is one, even mundane, there was, an, there was a quote like this. <clears throat> you show me your five closest friends and I will tell you what kind of person you are. 
So, that, that is true. So, because we are a reflection of our association. Karanam gunasangosya sadasad yoni janma. So, according to our association, we are developing desires and we are developing bodies as well to fulfill those desires. So, if, the, if that mirror is fully covered it's like with, with, with dust, we cannot see ourselves clearly. But if the Cheto Darpan Marjanam, Darpan means mirror, when it's cleansed, then we can see clearly. So our heart is now dirty. There's all kinds of dust of materialism. Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Madam, Atsarya. Hmm? So that has to be cleansed. Cheto Darpan Marjanam, or clearance of the impure mirror of the mind. Hare Krishna. In clearance of the impure mirror of the mind, this clearance is actually liberation. Or Maha Bhava Mahadavagni Nirvapanam. The theory of Nirvana, also preliminary, corresponds with this with this principle. In the Bhagavatam 2.10.6, this is called Swarupena Vyavasthiti. The Bhagavad Gita also confirms this situation in this verse. So Nirvana means Bhava Mahadavagni Nirvapanam. All the, the blazing davagni means a forest fire. Forest fire means it does not happen with our desire. So the bamboos they just rub and then they spark and then it, the dry bamboo will catch catch fire and then it just goes on and on. The whole forest is burnt. Swarupena hmm? vyavasthiti. The Bhagavad Gita also confirms the situation in this verse. After nirvana or material cessation, there is the manifestation of spiritual activities or devotional service to the Lord. It is like this. When we are diseased, when we have a disease, suppose I have a fever, then I can walk, I can eat, I can sit, but with great difficulty and without taste, without a lot of suffering. So, activity, that is activity, but that is unhealthy activity or activity when the health is not proper. But that does not mean, oh, this is, uh, activity means it is a diseased condition. So, when I am out, when I am healthy, that means I have no more activity. No, that time activity will be even more, you will be more active when you are healthy, right? So, actually the soul is active by nature. Hmm. But, in our current state, we are active in a very limited way, in a very painful way. So, after liberation activities will be really our spiritual activities. You see? This is the real life of the living entity. Maya or illusion is the condition of spiritual life contaminated by material infection. Our body is an infection on, of the soul. Just like when we have a boil, it's an infection, it should not be there. But it has come somehow. So similarly, our body itself is an infection on the soul. It should not be there, actually. The body should not have been there. But we contaminated ourselves with materialistic thought and we have taken on these bodies. So liberation from this material infection does not mean destruction of the original 
eternal position of the living entity. So liberation sometimes, you know, as we said, there was monists, Advaitavadis. They say, oh, after liberation we are we merge into nothingness. It is like if I have a cataract in my eye, it means I have a problem with my eye. Now there are two ways to um, solve this problem. One way is remove the cataract. The other way is remove the eye. Both cases you will not have cataract. But removing the eye, what kind of cure is that? Huh? Oh, eye has a problem, take out the eye. Now no more problem. Or no more eye also. <laughs> so, that is, that is um, nonsense. That is not how you solve a problem. So, these monists say like that. Oh, activity is a problem in this material world. So, stop all activity. Commit suicide. Spiritual suicide. So, liberation from this material infection does not mean destruction of the original eternal position of the living entity. Patanjali also accepts this by his words, Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishtha Va Chiti Shakti Riti. This Chiti Shakti or transcendental pleasure is real life. Just like when you become healthy, then you become actually active, full of energy, full of vitality. Then we can really enjoy life. So, similarly, when you become spiritually healthy, completely out of this infection, then you will become really happy. This is confirmed in the Vedanta Sutra 1.1.12 as Anandamayobhyasat, this natural transcendental pleasure is the ultimate goal of yoga. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be happy. The, 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 the rascal who is dancing in the club and pub, he also wants to become happy by drinking and by some association of women. He wants to become happy like that. And the person who is eating meat, he also wants to be happy. The dog also wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be happy. But, um, what is that? Sukham atyantikam yattat buddhi grahyam matindriyam. The happiness that is um, continuous and unending, ever increasing, that happiness, that Brahma Saukhyam, that spiritual happiness, is accessible to human beings. People think, um, I want to be happy, why are you asking me to stop meat eating and illicit sex, gambling and toxicity? I am enjoying my life, why are you asking me to stop? So this is temporary happiness thereafter. We are asking them to stop because if you can stop and if you can divert your attention to this, Krishna consciousness, then you can achieve complete happiness, unlimited. Why are you running after this? Actually, it is not even happiness, that thing. Hmm? stated like this this is 7945 Sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch. Grihamedhis, so-called grihasthas who have no spiritual knowledge, think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness. Although, actually, it is a source of distress. Like when we feel itchy, when we scratch, we feel nice. Only until we stop scratching. After that, it is painful. So, sex life is like that. 
Uh, it's an itching sensation and if we just try to scratch it, uh, then it will be miserable after that. The Kripanas, the fools who are just the opposite of Brahmanas, are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment. Those who are dhira, however, who are sober and who tolerate this itching, are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals. So this is material life. It is a very painful condition, but they think it is happiness. That is the illusion, that is maya. Maya sukhaya bharam udvahato vimodhan. Sukham, yes, they are having sukham, maya sukha. Suffering, they are accepting as happiness and continuing. Why are you disturbing? They will ask. So, we have to be aware of that unlimited happiness. And that is also there. This is actually human life. Human life is meant for this happiness. 5.5.1 of Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th canto, 5th chapter, 1st verse. Rishabha uvacha nayam deho deha bhajam nirloke kashtan kama narhate vid bhujam ye tapo divyam putra kayena sattvam shuddhedyasmad brahma saukhyam tvanantam Lord Rishabdev told his sons, My dear boys, of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world, one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification which is available even for dogs and hogs that eat stool pigs and dogs they eat stool they also have sense gratification so human beings should not work hard day and night for the same thing in a sophisticated manner then what should human beings do one should engage in penance and austerity to attain the divine position of devotional service. By such activity, one's heart is purified. Sattvam Shuddhyet. And when one attains this position, he attains eternal blissful life which is transcendental to material happiness and which continues forever. Anantam Brahma Saukhyam tu Anantam. Why do we want this Antavattu Phalam? Why this? Uh, happiness which just ends with time. Even if I can enjoy entire life, when death comes, it is finished. First of all, we cannot enjoy a whole life. But even if, say for this argument's sake, okay, whole life I will enjoy, then death will come and interrupt. So why should we be interrupted in our happiness? Have uninterrupted happiness. That is the verdict, that is the suggestion of the Vedas. So, this natural transcendental pleasure is the ultimate goal of yoga and is easily achieved by execution of devotional service or bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga will be vividly described later, beginning in the 7th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. In the yoga system described in this chapter, there are two kinds of samadhi called sampragnata samadhi and asampragnata samadhi. When one becomes situated in the transcendental position by various philosophical researchers, he is said to have achieved sampragnata samadhi. In the Asampragnata Samadhi, there is no longer any connection with mundane pleasure, for one is then transcendental to all sorts of happiness derived from the senses. When the yogi is once situated in that transcendental position, he is never shaken from it. So this is a very important thing. So unless the yogi is able to reach this position, he is unsuccessful. 
if you go to the central business district we have yoga studios they said the true yoga real yoga but it's a it's exact opposite it's untrue it's unreal it's a nonsense bogus yoga we're having real yoga means he has to come to this point where unshaken in, even in the midst of the greatest difficulty yam labdhva cha aparam labham once he attains he knows for sure now that he has attained the highest thing there is nothing higher than this usually everybody thinks like that and when they have achieved something oh this is best but then they will immediately after that they will hanker for the next thing but na sochati na kaankshati brahma bhuta prasannatma one who has achieved this brahma bhuta stage he will never hanker for anything because he knows he has reached the limit of Uh, knowledge and happiness of course there in, the happiness increases there but there's no more hankering there's no more wanting something else for happiness no that devotional service will make him more and more more and more happy anandam budhi vardhanam and he will easily give up all kinds of things in his material world today's so called yoga practice which involves various sense pleasures is contradictory a yogi indulging in sex and intoxication is a mockery even those yogis who are attracted by the siddhis or perfections in the process of yoga are not perfectly situated now when your yogi really practices yoga those pranayama and asana you know niyama niyama everything even then when he gets mystic powers like there are many yogis in himalayas who have great mystic powers even that is a distraction what to speak of this ordinary fit body and you know these things <laughs> even those actual siddhis that one will get by yoga practice even they are distractions because that is real not the real goal if yogis are attracted by the by products of yoga they are all by products of yoga a fit body is a by product of yoga and mystic powers they may sound magical actually they can do magical things not just sleight of hand you know magicians do sleight of hand they actually cheat you <laughs> not doing anything really but they are good at illusion they are illusioning us but these yogis they can actually do magic real wonderful things they can do but even that is a distraction these are all by products of yoga real yoga is krishna consciousness to be completely situated in krishna's service if yogis are attracted by the by products of yoga then they cannot attain the stage of perfection as is stated in this verse it will inhibit their progress persons therefore indulging in the make show practice of gymnastic feats or siddhis should not should know that the aim of yoga is lost in that way the best practice of yoga in this age is krishna consciousness which is not baffling a krishna conscious person is so happy in his occupation that he does not aspire after any other happiness there are many impediments especially in this age of hypocrisy to practicing hatha yoga dhyana yoga and gyana yoga but there is no such problem in executing karma yoga or bhakti yoga as long as the material body exists one has to meet the demands of the body namely eating sleeping defending and mating but a person who is in pure bhakti yoga or in krishna consciousness does not arouse the senses while meeting the demands of the body he does not arouse the senses to more than what is necessary rather he accepts the bare necessities of life making the best use of a bad bargain what is a bad best use of a bad bargain it is a bad bargain bargain means you you demand and you somehow get something but then you realize actually it's not so good enough 
<laughs> that is a bad bargain. So, what is this bad bargain? So, we have bargained for this body. It is a bad bargain. It is not a good thing. We are supposed to not have a material body, but we now have. Although human body is the best of all material bodies, but still it is a material body and it comes with suffering. It's a package. So, it was a bad bargain. We asked for it. Why, where did I ask? Where did I bargain? When did I bargain? No, that's by our activities. We have bargained for this body. Krishna said, no, 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 I will give you highest pleasure. I'll take you back to Godhead. No, no, no. I, I want this. I want to be happy here. I bargained for it. Bad bargain. Now at least make best use of the bad bargain. <laughs> okay, I've done mistake. You know how you feel when you bargain something second hand and then come home and say the defective part. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> bad bargain. What can you do with it? <laughs> so yeah, it's like that. It's already a, you know it's a, it's a defective part we have in this body. But at least there is use to this. We can put it to good use. And then after that we can ach- achieve our real body. Supposed to achieve. So rather he accepts the bare necessaries of life. So he doesn't get too much uh, over... Uh, what is that? Over anxious to maintain his body. Makes the uh, bare necessaries, necessaries of life. Kamasanendriya Pritim. And makes the best use of a bad bargain and enjoys transcendental happiness in Krishna consciousness. He is callous toward incidental occurrences such as, such as accidents, disease, scarcity and even the death of a most dear relative. What is that? He is callous toward incidental occurrences. He knows these things are going to happen, bound to happen. Today or tomorrow, this will happen. Nobody can live forever. Huh? Accidents, disease, scarcity and even the death of a most dear relative. But he is always alert. Callous means what? He is indifferent to this. Hmm. But he is always alert to exec- execute his duties in Krishna consciousness or Bhakti Yoga. Hmm. Accidents never deviate him from his duty. When we are talking about now, you know, a, a stage of happiness which is transcendental to material senses. But here we are talking about incidences like accidents and all this. These are not happy situations. So, the thing is, it is not to be it's not to uh, be in a situation where there is no miseries, no. But even in the midst of all miseries, one is completely not shaken. That is the real test. In the midst of all challenges, if one can be completely alert to his spiritual uh, Krishna consciousness, uh, that is the test of advancement. Because it is, we can chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, but when something happens, we start crying or we start fearing, we start... That means we have not understood. That is the time we have chanted more. We have stopped chanting. That's why when somebody passes away in India, they say... In South India, they say, Govinda, Govinda. In North India, they say, Ram Nam Satya Hai. When somebody passes away, they are chanting no name of God. When they are living, they don't chant. Yeah? If Ram Nam is Satya Hai, in fact, if you say Ram Nam Satya, hey, don't say like that, you know, somebody will die. <laughs> they, they had this, I so told once, I think, few times I told, that they, they invented one um, 
they wanted to stop people from smoking discourage them so there is a you know like this can uh, dispensers of drinks vendor machine so they put vendor machine for cigarettes so you put uh, one rupee five rupees i don't know how much nowadays is the cost so you put that coin and a cigarette will come out but then they put sound also ram naam satya <laughs> the person was and they put videos they put a secret recording of it and they published it on youtube <laughs> ram naam satya is feared you know shaken he is scared of the cigarette or the ram naam i don't understand <laughs> so for them ram naam is a, a source of fear it should not be in fact fear runs away when you chant the name of ram <laughs> so it is the meaning is that everything re- about this body and anything related to it is not satya it is temporary whereas ram's naam is eternal let us focus on that let us not focus on this temporary body this is source of all troubles there is a meaning of this hmm. it's not a mantra to be chanted when somebody dies actually they don't know why they chant we went to one funeral where um, few years back and from the house to the crematorium person everybody was chanting ram naam satya hai ram naam satya hai all the way but other than that funeral ceremony they never chant <laughs> they never chant but that one continuously they chant that means what is the understanding if it's satya hai why are you not chanting hmm? so accidents never deviate him from his duty in fact the pandavas life was like that they were always in the midst of accidents midst of uh, all kind of conspiracies by the kauravas but never did they deviate never did they even doubt krishna krishna we are you know we are following everything we are your great devotees the kauravas are not even doing anything they are completely irreligious people how come they are having fine time and we are suffering in the forest they never complained and that is a sign of a devotee he doesn't care whether he is in the forest or whether he is in the whether he is in the palace he doesn't care so is this is the same thing for him agamapayano nityastam stitikshasva bharata he endures all such incidental occurrences because he knows that they come and go and do not affect his duties if somebody passes away actually does it stop us from serving the lord chanting no nobody is sealing our mouth when somebody passes away nobody is sealing our mouth from chanting but we are not able to chant because of our attachment actually it is not a hindrance for our chanting or for our doing service how a person somewhere who has passed away can block my hands from moving my legs from moving my mouth from chanting the name of god no there is nothing that is blocking me i am not in a jail so there is actually nothing stopping but we stop we because our mind is disturbed mind mind is disturbed so our advancement means we should not be disturbed by these things we should know that these will come just like good times come bad times also will come so the, we don't need to be too much excited for good times and too much dejected for bad times you have to tolerate these things tolerate not only the miseries but tolerate the so called happy situations also because they are also distractions 
you forget promotion yeah promotion promotion and then you forget chanting in that celebration <laughs> the demigods they are saying they are saying our our life in this heavenly planets is so much full of happiness that we forget you my lord we forget whereas the inhabitants of the earth they are more fortunate because they don't have this scale of sense gratification lesser so they are always there is some misery so that reminds them of the lord easily whereas for us we are too distracted with so called happiness too many beautiful girls too much somarasa too long a life span too nice gardens nandan kanan too much distraction and the standard of life just like singapore standard of life like kind of better than an indian standard of life so like that in the heavenly planets the standard of life is way higher thousands and millions of times higher than on the earth so in that kind of standard of life it's easy to forget the lord very easy so <clears throat> we have to be we have to come to a state where narayana para sarve nakutaschana bibhyati swarga apavarga narakeshu api tulyartha darshana a devotee real devotee whether he is in the swarga or naraka or apavarga he has uh, become liberated from this material world for him it is the same thing because he is always engaged in the service of the lord no matter where he is and when he is he is always serving the lord that is the position of yoga we have to reach and then only can we remain undisturbed previous verse in the previous class of bhagavad gita i think last wednesday not this i think previous wednesday we did 6.19 verse and in that verse yatha deepa what is that nivatastho yatha yatha deepa nivas nivatastho that means our um, the consciousness of a such a person is like the lamp in a windless place the lamp does not even waver a little bit so the mind of a transcendentalist is like that of a devotee a proper devotee but we discussed also that that a lamp will not waver only because of its atmosphere if there is no wind in the atmosphere then it will not waver but if there is wind it will waver but here it is said that the yogi he should be like the lamp in a windless place even though there is a storm how is it possible the storm going on how can I, how can the lamp not move it is possible by creating a like a bubble a capsule of atmosphere just like when we are on the plane the atmospheric pressure outside is different if there was <laughs> if the if the plane is not a contained space you know it's like a car you know with a when the, there is some cars have no roof no so it's like you can you can if you put your hand you can feel the wind so if the plane was like that it will be a horrible experience right so how can we re- how are we remaining as if still on a plane that is moving hundreds of kilometers an hour hundreds of i mean meters above the earth so kilometers above the earth how are we sitting there as if we are sitting on here usually wind comes that speed means all our 
face will be disfigured and will be it will disintegrate into the air <laughs> but the face is not becoming like that how because it's a capsuled environment and the pressure is maintained so we have to maintain an atmosphere of this spiritual uh, status of krishna consciousness so this consciousness our consciousness is what determines our um, steadfastness in such situations so we have to be have our, having our own capsule of krishna consciousness where the atmosphere is just right so that is possible undisturbed by outside like when we are in the plane we are undisturbed by the outside conditions whether it is clouded or uh, cloudy or whether it's a sun bright sun or whether we moving at a mark 2 like a, what is that twice the speed of sound or whatever we are in the plane we don't get affected by all these external factors so we have to be in krishna consciousness then yes so that is called yoga then in the worst storm also we can be fixed without any issue he endures all such incidental occurrences because he knows that they come and go and do not affect his duties in this way he achieves the highest perfection in yoga practice so this is the summary of this point this these four verses is about the trance in yoga How, what is the stage of trance nowadays people like to do this trance you know uh, like this you know we went one <coughs> we went to one place where there was some hanuman worship going on and those we don't usually go to these places where they don't really follow our principles so anyway he said we want hari krishna kirtan so okay fine because of that we went and there is hanuman vigraha and um, we were doing kirtan hari krishna hari krishna everybody was singing this is many years back then um, the priest who was doing the hanuman some puja something he was doing so we were, everybody was chanting hari krishna suddenly the priest sat, sat down near the hanuman statue uh, started like this doing like fits you know and everybody stopped kirtan and pen go and touch his feet and fall down at him give donations hanuman has come into his body trance he has gone into trance uh, hanuman has come so we must do something we have to fall at his feet and in the end only we five i think four five people were there kirtan our devotee our temple devotee we were only singing and dance we are laughing we cannot stop our laughter what nonsense is going on you know huh what is this shaking and then everybody was just bowing down and then this is so called hinduism today today hinduism is this zero knowledge of the scriptures nothing they know of the bhagavad gita what is the standard of trance this is we are what we are studying today is this is trance not some shaking like fits you know go to the hospital if you have a problem huh why you fall down at his feet you have to take him to the hospital call the ambulance 995 take him to the hospital but this is the hinduism now any guy who comes and says i am baba i am god i am this and that, they will put his picture in the altar first what if he is really god no we will, we will offend him and we will go we'll get curse better better put there no harm in putting this is the hindu hindu thinking nowadays brainless so completely brainless zero knowledge of scriptures so we cannot be like this we have to know what bhagavad gita is then we will not be cheated people sometimes criticize hey, how you can talk like this how can you say this baba is wrong that yogi is wrong this ma 
Mahant is wrong. Only if you know this thing, then you will know that he is not a yogi, Baba and Mahant. He is a rascal of the first order, cheating the whole public. And when you talk like this, they don't like. It's not our words. Krishna himself is saying, Mudha, Vimudha, Pashanda. These words Krishna is using, not my words. So this is trance, where one is completely Krishna conscious, completely conscious of Krishna, always engaged in service of Krishna, never at a time forgetting Krishna. Smartavya satatam vishnur vismartava najatuchit. Always remember Krishna, never forget him. So when one is in that position, he is in trance. Trance does not, this show off is not trance. This is shaking all the, it means that he is an idiot. If he is doing that. Hmm. Yes, there are symptoms of ecstasy. But a person who gets those ecstatic symptoms in real Krishna consciousness is called Ashtasatvika Vikar. That such a person does not show his ecstatic symptoms. He will try with great force to suppress them. Gaurgishwadas Babaji said, just like a chaste woman will cover her body and not expose her body to everybody. So similarly, a chaste devotee who is chaste to Krishna, he does not like to show off his uh, ecstasy just to get some cheap adoration from the public. Hmm. He keeps it hidden. There is a nice incident where Daruka, Daruka is a charioteer of Krishna. So when he is not driving the chariot, then he will fan the Lord with the chamra whisk, you know, the white color chamra whisk. So he is fanning the Lord and because of his ecstasy that he is fanning the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in such thought his throat became choked up with you know, the, you know, uh, ecstatic emotion and his hair started to stand on end and tears were coming out of his eyes and he cannot even see the Lord. So he condemned himself. These things are stopping my service. He forcibly stopped those symptoms and continued with the service. Service must go on. Seva must go on. Not that, ah, you see, tears are coming. Look at, look at, look at me, look at me. Tears are coming out. See, see, tears. Can you see? This is not devotee, rascal number one. Yeah? This is not trance. This is rascal number He was trying to tra- stop his tears. He's trying to stop his um, throat from choking up. Just so that the seva must go on. Ah. So that is the, that is the real devotee. So we should know these standards. So when we see Bhagavad Gita, when we read, when we understand, then we know how to uh, discern what is right, what is wrong. Otherwise, we will be misled. So many misleaders nowadays. Somebody, people, one of them has a name, Sadguru. Big, big guru. Sadguru means bona fide spiritual master. But he is talking rubbish. People like him. Because why? He juggles his words. But one who knows Bhagavad Gita, he can see that he is a rascal on the one. Not only he, many are like this. If we start to name, some people will get offended. Hey, how can talk like this? He has millions of followers. So, so what? So what if he has millions of followers? As if they are the judges of religion, they are. Those who have never read the Bhagavad Gita, they are judges of religion, religious principles, and they are supposed to 
they are supposed to give a stamp of approval of who is actually bona fide and who is not. We take certificate from a street sweeper or we take certificate from the professor dean of the university. Who gives a certificate? One who is learned and one who is a fool. Huh. It doesn't matter whether Kaliuga, in fact, cheaters will have millions of followers because they want to get cheated. Kaliuga is full of cheaters and cheated. Krishna says, devotees are minority. Manushyanam sahasreshu kaschit yatati siddhaye. Out of thousands among humans, one will endeavor, you know, try to endeavor for perfection. And yatatam api siddhanam kaschin vettimam tattvata. Out of millions of those who are trying to achieve perfection, hardly one comes to the point of devotional service. And he is the perfect person. Manushanam out of millions, one is a minority. It isn't a majority. In the material world, material world is a prison house. In a prison, you will not find sane people. You will find criminals. So to find a sane person among the prison house, it is very rare, a minority. But in the ordinary society, to find a criminal is rare. Criminal is a minority. Whereas in lawful persons are majority. Similarly, in the spiritual world, the lawful souls who actually are obedient to the Lord, they are the... In fact, they are the only. There is no minority of criminals there. Once you are a criminal, you come put here. So, what is our crime? We wanted to enjoy separately from the Lord. So, that's why the crime. And that's how it started. You came here. So, now we have to rectify that. That is this whole position. This, this whole endeavor that we are trying here. So, I'll stop, stop here. If you have any questions or comments on this topic, you can ask. No questions online. Anybody has any questions? You have a question? Yes. You just mentioned there is a reason. I can't hear you. There is a reason why we have here. Yes. If someone God's mentioned for suicide, if someone dies, forced to suicide, does God see that same? Because he sent here for a miracle purpose. So if you are killing yourself, is it something like that? So the Lord did not send us here for a meaningful purpose. Meaningful purpose was, I mean, meaningful thing to do is to serve Krishna. We have chosen to do this unmeaningful thing and he is giving us facility now. Now Krishna has given us a body. Now coming to the point of suicide, yes, it is definitely because the body is not our property. It is Krishna's property. So we have actually no right to end it according to our whims. Whether our body or another people, another person's body. Whether to kill another person or to kill our own body. We have no right. So, because it is his property, we have to use it in his service. So, for that we will be punished. It is definitely a sin. And for that he will remain as a ghost for many years. Sometimes hundreds of years. He will not get another body immediately. So, one should not commit suicide.
पापिष्ठाय दुराचारा देवब्राह्मण निंदका अपथ्य भोजन स्तेषाम अकाले मरणम ध्रुवम दोज वर सिंफुल एक्सट्रीमली सिंफुल एंड दुराचार वेरी मिसबिहेव्ड कंप्लीटली एक्टिंग अगेंस्ट द वेदिक स्क्रिप्चर्स देव ब्राह्मण निंदका दोज हु ऑफेंड द ब्राह्मणस एंड द देवताज एंड द डिवोटीज अपथ्य भोजन स्तेषाम दोज हु ईट एनीथिंग एंड एवरीथिंग nowadays the culture is anything that moves you can eat there is today's there is no discrimination in eating any damn thing you can eat so this kind of people things we do then akale maranam dhruvam untimely death is assured for such a person so whether by suicide or by accident all these things are you know results of bad karma sinful activities But if we come to Krishna consciousness, whether we die or live, it doesn't matter, because the soul will continue in his devotional path. So, any other questions? So, if there are not, we will stop it here. Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Gita ek aur premanande, Hari Hari Bol.